Welcome to Camp Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message by Pastor Sam Fine. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. All right, I want to talk today about a, a topic that um, is very um, dear to my heart right now. And uh, this week we are studying on uh, the Holy Spirit, His presence, His workings, and His life in you. And so I really want to encourage you to all get your prayer journals and go through that this week as we are focusing in on the Holy Spirit. So what I want to do is I want to begin to talk about um, living life in the Holy Spirit. And not just living life in the Holy Spirit, but that the Holy Spirit would be your whole life. He would be your everything. He would be the very breath that you breathe. And so in that, um, in the beginning of Acts, Jesus appeared to his disciples for 40 days. And, um, and he spoke to them about things concerning the kingdom. So he began to lay things out for, for his disciple, what was going to begin to take place. And then he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Holy Spirit. But to wait for the Holy Spirit. So I want to pick up in Acts 1.8. And this is what uh, the word says. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. Let's notice what Jesus said that you would receive from the Holy Spirit. You know, there were a lot of things that Jesus could have said at this moment. He could have said that you would receive gifts. Or he could have said you would receive comfort. He could have said you would receive truth. He could have said you would receive conviction. He said you you could have received joy. You could have received fruit. You could have received this. You could have received tongues. And all these are are glorious outworkings and manifestations of the work of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus specifically said this, you will receive power. And what he's giving to his disciples is the power to live out your life victoriously here on this earth. It is the power to be an overcomer. It is the power to conquer. It is the power when you get knocked down that you get back up. It's the power that keeps you going all the way to the end where we can all hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. The Holy Spirit's power is to help us to walk out our life in Christ Jesus, bringing glory to him on the earth. So the Holy Spirit is very strategically involved in all of our ministry and in the operations of the gifts. But I also want to talk about life in the Holy Spirit, how 
He is to be our whole life. It's just not for ministry, which is absolutely important. But the Holy Spirit is one to be lived out in and through your day, every day. I remember a story about Catherine Kuhlman. And who one night she was ministering at a large conference. And she was getting ready to minister in the area of miracles. And in signs and wonders and healings. And she's up in front of everybody. And she begins to weep. And she begins to cry. And she begins to just, she just stops. And she just begins to just unload before everybody uh, her feelings and tears. And right in her tracks, she looks at everybody and she says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit, for He's all I've got, He's all I have. Her life was lived such that nights before services, she would be up in her upper room and she would be crying out to the Holy Spirit for his inspiration, for his comfort, and for his leadership. My spiritual mother, Dolores Winder, um, shared with me one day that because she had been in a full body cast for 19 and a half years with osteoporosis, when, when the Lord healed her, and when she came out of the full body cast, she did not know how to live a normal life. She had always known life in this body cast. Simple things like opening up a door with a key were so hard for her. Because she would go to open a door with the key and turn the lock, and her fingers would break in her, her bones would break in her fingers because they were so brittle. So she literally had to learn life, how to do life anew when she was completely healed. She was so dependent upon the Holy Spirit. But my point in sharing these two stories is that they both discovered the victorious life being lived in the power of the Holy Spirit. They had completely surrendered their lives to the workings of the Holy Spirit in and through their lives. And I want to first look at who the Holy Spirit is. So let's look at Romans 8 9. Who the Holy Spirit is. This is from the Passion Translation. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, which means He literally makes His home in you, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you're not joined, and if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. Galatians 4 6. Because you are sons, God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba Father. So we see here that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. And you're filled with the Holy Spirit's power where Christ makes His home inside of you. Let's remember what Jesus said concerning the Holy Spirit in John 16, 14. He shall glorify me, 
and he shall take of mine and shall disclose it to you. So the Holy Spirit's job description is to glorify Jesus, is to make his name famous on the earth, to make his name known. And Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit in John 14, 16. And he begins in verse 16 by saying this. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. In this verse, what I want to do today is I want to unpack three things. Who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, and what is his position. So let's look at the word another there in that verse. The meaning of this word, meaning of words always matter in the Bible. You know, when I was in uh, Jerusalem and, and I was in uh, the, the Renaissance Hotel in downtown Jerusalem on a holiday and we were in the spa and I was in this big hot tub with eight Hasidic Jews when the rabbi comes in and he sits down in the hot tub and they all give him honor. But I'm sitting there and all of a sudden there's this man to my side and he says something to me in Hebrew and I thought, what did he say? So there was this young man beside me named Moses. He was 21 years old. And I said, I said, Moses, I said, what, what would he just say to me? He said, he wants to know what your name is. So I said, okay. I said, tell him my name is Samuel Fine. And he went, oh yeah. It's like, uh, whoa. <laughs> I thought, my goodness. I didn't know my name was that bad. And so then he said, uh, I said, what did he just say? He said, well, he knows my rabbi. I said, I didn't know I had a rabbi, Rabbi Reuben. So the na a name to a Jew means things. So when we read words in the Bible, they mean things deeply. There's, there's fullness to them. So the Greek word for another is alas which means another of the same kind. So when Jesus said, let's begin, I will ask the Father and he will give you another, another of the same kind of me. So let's look at this. As Jesus was the Savior from the guilt of sin. The Holy Spirit is the Savior from the power of sin as he lives his life through you. So it's another of the same kind. So it's vital for us to understand this. How many of you called upon the Holy Spirit to help you when you were being tempted with sin? How many of you cried out to the Holy Spirit when you're in a moment of weakness and you're, you're being given or you're wanting to, to give in to a particular situation or even a thought that might even develop into an, an action in your own personal life, but at that moment, you're feeling quite powerless. At that moment is when we're to cry out to the Holy Spirit to give us the power to find a way of escape in that situation. Because the, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And the Holy Spirit knows the way how to get out the back door. And the Holy Spirit can help you in, in having the, the inner fortitude and the strength to say, you know what, 
I am not going to do that anymore. And it gives you the power to walk out of a situation knowing that you have just been assisted by God Almighty on the inside as you ask the Holy Spirit's help in any situation. The next word that I want to look at is the word helper or comforter. The Greek word is called perikletos, which it's a technical word that actually can be translated as defense attorney. So we read helper, we read comforter, but perikletos in a technical term means defense attorney. It means one called to stand next to you as a helper. To stand next to you as a helper. So the Holy Spirit is your defense that stands closer than a friend defending you from the lies of the evil one. So let's look at verse 17 in John 16. He is the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides in you and will be in you. The devil is called the accuser of the brethren. And he's continually lying to you about yourself, about who God is. He's beginning to, he's continuing to rail you against what is the truth in God's word? Because he's a liar from the beginning. And in that, as the enemy is accusing you before the courtroom of heaven, before God, it is the Holy Spirit's job to come alongside you and to say, uh-uh, that's my boy. So I want to just, I want to imagine something. Let's imagine that you're in the witness box in the courtroom of heaven. I want to imagine that you're in, in the witness box. With the judge of the earth sitting beside you. And the devil himself walks up to you and starts accusing you of all this sin before the judge. And he tries to tell you or tell the judge lies about you. He tries to bring up old things that you've done in the past. And the next thing you know, your mind is completely confused. You don't know what the truth is. You don't even know what God said about you. And just when you think you can't stand it anymore, your defense attorney, the Holy Spirit, stands up. And he walks up to the judge... And he tells the accuser, would you please step aside? And the Holy Spirit comes along your side as your comforter. And the Holy Spirit says, your honor, I bring before you the truth. Because the finished work of the cross, because of this finished work, where Jesus died, he bled, he rose from the grave because of this awesome truth that we live in. Your son, 
who is being accused has been made a new creature in Christ. Where the old things have passed away. Your Honor, the truth is Jesus Christ bore the penalty of his sin. And he's removed his sin as far as east as west, and he remembers it no more. Amen. The truth is, Your Honor, your son stands before you cleansed in the blood of the Lamb, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, has the mind of Christ, and has been forgiven forevermore. And the judge stands up. And he declares that all falsehood and lies must be removed from his courtroom. And he escorts. He says, I want the accuser now escorted out of my courtroom. So he's bound up and driven out. And then the judge of all the earth turns to you. And he declares with love in his eyes, the truth has set you free. He slams his gavel on the desk and he declares, case is dismissed. And then the courtroom erupts in praise to God. Jesus made a profound statement by saying, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. God's truth sets you free from shame. It sets you free from guilt. It sets you free from your past so that you might enter in to your purpose. You are free. You're free. You don't have to be feeling like you're shackled anymore bound by the devil. So when the devil starts reminding you of your past, why don't you just go ahead and remind him of his future? That's okay, isn't it? The Aramaic word for parakletos is paraklita, which literally means a redeemer who ends the curse. The Holy Spirit's job is to save you from the curse of sin and the outworkings and the manifestations that sin has in your life. So every day we need to be calling upon the Holy Spirit to deliver us from the effects of sin and enable us and empower us to enter into the very purpose that God has called us for. I want to also look at this because it says in John 16, 14, verse 16, that he will give you another helper, but also that he may be with you forever. When you receive Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior and are cleansed in the blood, the Holy Spirit seals you with a promise. You're sealed. That actually means melted wax that's been like poured over an envelope that is very, very important. 
a very important document. And the seal on the ring of a king is pressed down into the wax. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit. You're sealed forever in Him. I had this last week um, a very dear friend of mine, one of my dearest friends, many years, um, passed away this last Friday. And uh, I performed his uh, funeral on Monday, and it was very, very difficult. I met uh, my friend, Holt, many, many years ago when we were at a conference of, on the Holy Spirit, and we both were, were so impacted by the Holy Spirit, we were filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and we were so touched by the love of God during this conference that we just bonded and united as friends. And weeks and years after that, we would walk on the beach and we would pray together. And we would just pray in the Spirit. We would just ask the Holy Spirit just to flow through us. And we would just worship and praise Him. And my, fun, my friend was probably one of the funniest individuals I've ever met in my life. I mean, even in his lowest moment, he can make me laugh. And his, his job was, he says, you know, I just want to scatter some smiles. And he wore a lot of times, he'd put these Bubba teeth in, you know. And he'd do his Bubba imitation, and, and, he'd, go and he'd go through the drive-thru, and he'd order his, his hamburger and french fries with, with his Bubba teeth in, and it was the whole... But you've got to understand, this, his family comes from one of the most affluent families in all of North Carolina, um, in the Burlington area. They owned all the textile mills. They owned all the, the hosiery mills, all the carpet, shawl carpet, they, you know. So their family is, is very, um, very well off. And my friend, when I first met him, um, he had struggled many, many years with same-sex attraction. And he had, uh, he had about eight friends that passed away with AIDS. He battled um, with a, a drinking condition. He, he drank a lot. He had manic depression. Many times he tried to take his life. And his life in many ways, wasn't, wasn't, you know, a rocket going up all the time. There were a lot of valleys. And then there was a lot of peaks, valleys and peaks. In this last 17 years, he pulled away from God. And he didn't, didn't even step into a church. But I still kept in contact with my friend. I still would call him and see how he's doing. And I'd always get a good laugh. Well, this last week, he called me on, on Tuesday and says, Sam, I'm really not feeling too well. He said, I, I, I'm, there's something going on in, in me, and, and I got some um, problems. I, Would you just pray with me? I would know that Jesus can heal me. And he said, I want you to pray with me. He said, I just want you to know I'm still going to church because in this last year, he began attending a church in Wilmington, North Carolina. 
And he's so funny because, see, his father, his grandfather started the Barnum and Bailey Circus. So he says it's kind of like going into the circus. He, got, he says, there's all these lights. And he says the music is pumping. And he said, it's just like a circus. I love it, you know. So he would be dancing and having a ball. But he said the first day he walked into this church, he said he felt the Holy Spirit. And he said he just started weeping and he started crying. And he was so touched by the Holy Spirit that all this last year, every week, he would go to church two days during the week. And his life had come alive in the Holy Spirit. So he said to me, I'm still attending church and I'm loving it. And I'm still scattering smiles wherever I go. And that was Tuesday. Friday, he passed away unexpectedly. And he got um, an infection in his blood, was sepsis, and um, it, it took his life quickly. And my heart has, was grieving all this last week, and the family asked me to do the funeral. And I called upon the Holy Spirit, because it says in John 16, Jesus said to his disciples, in this world you will have tribulation. Tribulation means trouble and sorrow. So I called upon the Holy Spirit to be with me in my sorrow and to comfort my heart and to help me and to strengthen me on the inside. But as I was performing and, and going through the whole service and giving honor to the Lord and, and, and giving honor to Holt's life, the Holy Spirit reminded me something that was prophetically spoken over him almost 30 years ago. Dolores Winder said to him, one day you will be the man that God has called you to be. You look at, life, at Holt's life and it was not always up. There was a lot of downs. But the beautiful thing about his life is that he fought the good fight. He fought the good fight and he never, ever gave up, even to the very end. And in that, the Holy Spirit helped him in this last year to enter into the very purpose that God had called him to, to be the man of God that the Lord had spoken over his life. So the reason I'm sharing this is that the Holy Spirit is with you forever. And he's going to walk you through the journey of your life here on this earth. And it might not look real pretty at times. There might be some really difficult struggles in that. But the Lord has given encouragement to you and he says, I have conquered the world. And be of good cheer. And the Holy Spirit has sealed you until that day in which you all enter into the glory of Jesus. But until that day, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to enable you to fight the good fight. He's going to enable you to keep pressing on for the prize of the upper calling in Christ Jesus. Just as Paul said, I've fought the good fight. I've fought the good fight. I've run the race. 
and I finished and I received the prize that is awarded to me through Lord Jesus. So today we understand that the Holy Spirit is, is the Spirit of Christ himself. We understand that the Holy Spirit is your defense attorney who declares the truth over your life of who you are. We understand that the Holy Spirit has been given to you forever and you are sealed in him until you meet Jesus. So I got good news for you today. If you've gotten knocked down this last week, the scripture says the righteous fall seven times. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit that helps you get back up and run the race that's set before you. So you are to hold on to the hope set before you that's been sealed for eternity as you walk out your daily life, living life in the Holy Spirit. He is to be, as Catherine Kuhlman said, your everything. He's your everything. So I challenge you today to begin to see that the Holy Spirit is closer to you than a friend who's standing beside you, defending you, protecting you, guiding you, comforting you, being everything that you need. And he's here to teach you all things concerning the scripture. So we all need to step in to the school of the Holy Spirit. And realize that life without him is really impossible. So let's call upon him and ask him this day to help us. In everything concerning life. In Jesus' name. Amen. So let's stand. Let's stand together. And I want us to invite the Holy Spirit, welcome Him to come along your side and to be your advocate, your defense, your helper this day. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have released the power of your Spirit in our midst. That he might work in and through our lives to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. So today we turn to you. We look to you. And we ask Holy Spirit for the infilling of your power this day. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.